Hello, everybody. Love Cast, episode 23. Welcome back. I'm here with my co-host, Jordan Dyer, as always. Uh, getting into it, we're going to start by talking about uh, some NBA teams that we're most excited for going into this draft. The draft's on Thursday, so it's coming up. We're going to do a lot more draft content coming up. So there's a, there's a lot of interesting teams in this draft. So um, starting off, my first pick for this personally is the Sacramento Kings. So they have they have like three or four. I mean, they have more than that, but they have a lot of options of what they can do. So they have pick four, and they can either move up in the draft by trading. They could potentially trade with um, anyone in one, two, three. And I've heard they've heard about um, potential trades where somehow they trade up to OKC and give OKC more draft capital because OKC would be willing to um, be bad enough to get the first pick next year for uh, Victor Wembanyama. So they, I've heard that there could be potential where if OKC likes Jaden Ivey a lot because he would, I don't know how he would fit there, but if they're like super interested in Jaden Ivey or if. I don't know. Some for some reason, people are saying that they could trade up, and then they're also more likely could trade down. That's probably more likely what could happen. Um, and in doing so, the pick that I've heard coincides with my next team that I'm most excited about. So we'll talk about that trade after. But um, this other trade that they they could also stay put and pick Jaden Ivey and trade De'Aaron Fox, which would shake up the NBA a little bit because De'Aaron Fox is a really good player. So. There's a lot of things that the uh, um, the Kings could do, and it's the Kings have a really bad record of being smart. Like they're they're always making dumb dumb decisions, bad moves, and bad like bad trades. The Tyrese Halliburton trade could go down as one of the worst in a very long time. It's already one of the worst, and it's been like three months, so uh, it's a really stupid trade. And yeah, they just have a history of doing a lot of dumb shit. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do. And I'm gonna talk about my second pick or my um my last trade that the Kings might do in a minute, but Jordan, what's your second team or your first team? Uh, all right. So first team is OKC. They have the second pick, the 12th pick and 30th pick. So they're going to really um, fill out their, their future this year in the draft. We'll see what they do with the number two pick, obviously depending on who goes number one, if check goes number one, I expect them to take Jabari Smith um, who would also be a great, uh, a, piece for them to to build around with Shea and Giddy already there but hopefully if you're the Thunder you want to get Chet there um, to have your center for the future and then at the 12th pick things get pretty interesting because they're gonna get whether it's Jabari or Chet they're gonna have their big man so I I expect them to go for a wing there it could be Ogbaji um, out of Kansas maybe oh, Adrian, be nice. Griffin slips to them um, maybe maybe that dude I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Usman Jang. Oh, yeah. yeah um, solid player. Um, maybe Jeremy Sohan slips to them. I don't think he will, but there's a lot of different ways they can go there uh, to, to fill out that wing position. And then at the 30 spot, I don't know exactly what they're going to look for. Probably just the best available player, but I've heard a lot of good things about Christian Brown maybe being available at this spot. Uh, just anyone they could get there to maybe come off the bench, give them um, a little boost in bench scoring. I just think this draft is huge for OKC. They already have uh, a couple good young players, and this this second pick, whoever it is, is going to be hopefully their star of the future and and who they uh, build around to go along with Shea. So they have a lot of a lot of moves to make, a lot of a lot of uh, things to look forward to for their future. 
Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, so the trade that I was going to talk about is Jaden. So not Jaden Ivy is the fourth pick. The Kings trade the fourth pick to the second team I want to talk about, which is the Indiana Pacers. And this would be what I consider the absolute move of the draft. And if this happens, the Pacers win the draft just on this move alone. And basically, it would be Chris Duarte and the sixth pick to the Kings for the fourth pick. And they would the Pacers would draft Jaden Ivey. Now, Jaden Ivey's from Indiana. He went to Purdue in Indiana. His mom's the head coach of the Notre Dame women's basketball team. Notre Dame's in Indiana. He's got roots in Indiana. He has not taken any interviews with Sacramento. It does not seem that he wants to play in Sacramento and does not want to play and just doesn't seem interested. Um, the, the Kings would now get Chris Duarte who's a very solid wing who I personally really like and would like the Pacers to build around, but he is a trade piece. Um, they would get him and then they would get the sixth pick and they can take kind of whoever they want. And it makes that decision a little bit easier for them because then they're picking between a better fit instead of um, between like Jaden Ivey or Keegan Murray. And then they have to say that they didn't take Jaden Ivey if he becomes something crazy, Jordan. Yeah. Well, I think also the thing for the Kings is whether or not they want to trade the Aaron Fox. Cause honestly, yeah. if you want to, if, if the it was Kings, working with Sabonis before, yeah, before the season that's ended, true. that's true. Like they, there's a high possibility that they believe in De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis and they want to keep those two together. So if that's the case, there's no reason to take Jaden Ivey, even though he's such a dynamic player. If they want Fox on their roster, they should do that deal and trade back. And I could see them maybe reaching for Shane Sharp um, at that spot. Maybe yeah. Dice Daniels. I don't know. It, it would be, it would be really interesting for, for both teams. I think that would be super exciting. Yeah, that would be. I think that would be a good trade. So that's why I think the Kings and the Pacers are like two teams I'm very interested in. I have a third, but what's your second team, Jordan? Yeah, my next one is the Rockets. So as I said last pod, I am now a Rockets fan. Um, yes, you are. So you bleed red, right? <laughs> yeah, I bleed red. Um, Cut they, yourself today. Found out you bleed red. They have the third pick in the draft, where they will hopefully get uh, Paolo Bancaro out of Duke. Um, so just like the Thunder, they have a big draft ahead of them to, to try to, you know, build a roster for their future and, and get some young guys, uh, to, to pair along with Jalen Green. They, they just got rid of Christian Wood. Um, they took Shangun last year. We'll see if he can develop. I'm expecting John Wall to leave them at some point, um, or them to for Boston. Him. Yeah. Hopefully to Boston. And then. So with the third pick, I, I'm expecting them to take Paolo Bancaro, who's who they hope to be their their star of the future and their their key piece to build around. And then they have the 17th pick, where I could I, I could see them taking a, some sort of big man. Hopefully, if you're a Rockets fan, Jalen Duran slides that far. I don't know. Oh, that'd be uh, so sick. Maybe Mac maybe Williams. EJ, maybe EJ Liddell at that spot would also be a good pick. Mac Williams. Mark Williams. You would be sick, but I don't think he's going to go that far. Then they also have the 31st pick, which, again, you just try to try to hit on someone who can give you some bench scoring. Um, but, yeah, the Rockets definitely have a, a pretty enticing future. Big draft for them. We'll see if they end up with Paulo. Um, that's going to be interesting because with those top three because, obviously, Paulo could go earlier and the Rockets could end up with Jabari. So that'll be that'll be super interesting. But, yeah, go Rockets. Fuck yeah. Yeah, good. I'm I'm happy for you guys. Um, I think my third pick is 
the Portland Trailblazers. And this is just because this is a pick that's going to be moved, I think, most likely. It's going to be moved in a trade. They have the seventh pick, which is pretty valuable. So you could package that for a deal. Maybe you can get like a Jeremy Grant or you can get... um we floated out that Julius Randle trade, which I still think there's potential for. And then, oh, OG Ananobi, I've heard at that spot too. Like there's different names out there that um, could be on the move and could actually make the Blazers a little bit more interesting. Like if you get a Josh Hart, Damian Lillard, and like OG Ananobi or Jeremy Grant or uh, ugh, Julius Randle, like <laughs> there's different names. Yeah. Like that, that, be, that, that becomes a little bit more fun. Or like does Portland draft Shade and Sharp at the spot? Do they grab, like, I had Jalen Duran, which is high for him, but maybe, like, that would be, you know, something that would be interesting. Like, they they have a lot of options if they keep the pick, but if they don't, they have even more options. So there's just going to be some movement and in- interest around this pick, like, inherently. So I like it. And, yeah, that's my final team. Um, overall, though, there's definitely more teams out there that are super interesting. Magic have, like, a have like a long, a lot of thoughts probably going through their head about, like, Chet, Jabari, or Paolo, like, after watching it, Jordan, Paolo's really fucking good. Like I was so I, it, oh, I was he? worried about the defense. I was worried about the defense, but the offense is just so good that like I don't even care. Also, his defense isn't like that bad. Like it's not like it's bad, but no, it's not like he has the build and the athleticism to become. Like, I just realized he was like six ten, dude. He's just so yeah, big. Yeah, like the ease of like I was just watching like his mid range game is nice. Like. But they're all good. Like Ivy's gonna be good. That dunk on that Rutgers player where he like floats on his head. Like I mean, yeah, he's just a freak. And I and then I watched Jabari like four feet away from my face, and I I that he's good. Like he, he played. Oh, yeah. I went to the game. He was one of those players. Like I was at the game, and the players that stuck out on the floor is Jabari Smith Jr. Even though he didn't even have that great of a night, and like they lost. They literally lost to the balls, and he like didn't play that well. I still remember think leaving and being like that guy was the best player on the court by far which yeah. i mean like there wasn't a ton of value but kennedy chandler and number like a, a number another first round pick was playing in that game like there was different stuff going on like different players in that or walker kessler second round pick probably like there were players on that team i don't know he just stood out to me so the and only, then chet chet's a unicorn oh yeah the only reason i prefer paulo over jabari is because i don't think jabari quite has the handle he can't the, dribble, yeah, and he can't make his own shot. Yeah, I don't think he quite has the shot creation that, that Paulo has. I think, like, the way that the NBA is going, you want your star player to be able to just go get you a bucket. A bucket whenever. Yeah, and um, Paolo, like, they're the same size, too. Like, they're both 6'10", so just... I do think Jabari's a little long. He just plays a little bigger, maybe. Yeah, Paolo has a shorter neck and, stu- and like, like thicker, and then Jabari has a longer neck and is just longer yeah, looking. His, his arms are long as hell. But he he had like shots of Dirk kind of with the way he like fate like his shooting yeah. just just oh it was buttery shooter yeah dude he hit I was like I was sitting baseline and he hit one he hit a baseline J right right in front of me and I was like wow smooth but <laughs> I, that that's I just am more inclined to him but and then Chet like Chet's defensive awareness is absolutely that's out of this world like he's gonna be it's only it's really just his body and like he doesn't even have injury history so like. Maybe it works out. It's just we've never seen a body like his, and the most comp, like the most comparable body is Andre Pokashevsky, which is like or Alexi Pokashevsky, which is like a horrible, mm-hmm. like that's not that's not what you really want comparison yeah. body type wise. Like that's a scary comparison. So, well, you just want, like that. I think it's more like Katie came into the league super skinny, but he's not 
seven two, so it doesn't show up quite. The like same. he was like six ten when he came in, and then he or six nine, and then he grew. He like grew. Yeah, Chet, he's so tall and and so skinny. Like he just needs to put. And on he's a, like hunch. He has like a hunchback. Yeah, he needs to put on a little bit of muscle, like KD did. Just to, he's always going to be skinny, but you have to be able to to hold your own still. So. Chet's like Chet's like you put him on a basketball court, and you, and you're like, what? That guy? How is that? <laughs> guy play basketball like he looks so skinny and then he's like the best player on the court yeah but either one of those players of the i would say four players could be the best player in this draft and it wouldn't be surprising at all so it's just gonna be very interesting and then jeremy sohan um like has been skyrocketing up the boards and yeah i love him i'm getting a jeremy so sohan jersey whenever whatever team he goes to because as a as a polak i have to represent you know his story right he's got like a british accent so he he has a polish mom and he was like born i don't know where he was born i I don't know where he was born all i know is that he lived in england for a while so he has an english act like a british accent and then moved to like you know how oklahoma has like the tail then there's like what's called the panhandle it's like that little round part no yeah. one lives there. He moved there. <laughs> so his favorite team is the Oklahoma City Thunder. He has a British accent, but he plays on the Polish national basketball team. And uh-huh. he's like half Polish and speaks fluent Polish and like plays for the, like he'll be on the Polish national team for as long as he's playing basketball. And then he went to Baylor. So, and then he also played in, he played basketball in Mexico City in Mexico when he was like in like a teenager, like Culture. they moved there. So yeah, so he's got like the craziest story going into it. So he's he's got like Oklahoma, England, and Mexico, and probably in Poland and more. So, yeah. anyways, but yeah, so I'm definitely getting his jersey because he's got we got to shout out the motherland. And other than Marcin Gortat, that was the last really <laughs> famous Polak that we watched in basketball. So you know, shout out. Hopefully he does, hopefully he does not become a wizard like Marcin Gortat because that would be like where he goes for his career to die, and that would be yeah. horrible. So yeah, uh, good talk. This is gonna be crazy draft um we're gonna be doing more draft stuff for sure i'm so excited because there's so much variance especially in this draft and it's gonna be really interesting to see what all these different teams do and front offices and all these different trades um yeah so the nba is going to be changing and by tomorrow it'll be or by in two days from now the nba is going to look completely different so it's just gonna be awesome Alrighty, we're back. Um, we're going to open up the floor to Fig real quick he has some takes about the celtics that he's been wanting to get off his chest and that he's been telling us about and uh yeah five it's all you let us hear it all right so i was i've been waiting a long time for this it took a little bit longer than expected but you know i will tip my hat the celtics did take it all the way to the finals but i think it kind of goes back to what i was talking about earlier i just don't really think that this team equipped as is with Tatum as the Tatum is a star, not a superstar. And I think the Celtics need to kind of come to more, more terms with that. And I think as time moves on the way they like shape their roster will be a big, big part of how um, their success moving forward. You know, this is a very, it was a lighter East this year, um, a compromised Sixers, a heat team who, I mean, not, they're not, amazing uh the bucks are going to be back who knows about the nets so um you know they definitely missed like an opportunity but i think that all in all i was right you guys were wrong and i just (laughs) i want to make sure that that that's well known nice but yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, all right. First of all, just to, just to get this out of the way, you were completely wrong. You How said, was I wrong? You said we were going to lose to Milwaukee, I think. <laughs> I think you were very I, confident in that. Like I, 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 did think, I did think that Milwaukee was still going to win. However, the reason my thought process with that was I did think the Celtics were the better team in that series. I just always feel that the Celtics – like that series shouldn't have gone seven. And as yeah. the Heat series shouldn't have gone seven. Like the Celtics always end up finding a way to play down to their competition. Like right. they don't put teams away. That's that's where I was. With Here's that. the thing: to say that you were completely right because the Celtics lost in six games in the NBA Finals after you said they would lose in the second round. That's a little. That's a little far fetched. Also, our best player is 24 years old. So let me get this straight: you think in second best no, player is 25 years old too? In no scenario. Oh, uh, that's funny. In no scenario, the Celtics can win a championship with Tatum as their best player. Uh, I think he can be like a co-star. I don't think he's like like a he's a superstar. Like he's not like a guy like hey like three minutes four minutes in the game or left like hey Tatum go win us the game. Take out you know however far they made it what what not. But like you have to look at the way Tatum did play in the finals and and not to, sorry not the finals but the playoffs in general. And yes he had his moments, but he's your star. You're paying big money to. And it's just like inconsistency, like left and right. Hey, like you just don't know what you're going to get from him. Also, listen, just like, positionally. He's supposed to be, people are talking about him being a top five player in the league. Listen, this is a complete overreaction because Tatum came into the league at 19 years old. Okay, look, we have to, we have to compare it to other superstars or stars, if you want to call them that, who played in the finals their first time and struggled. Steph Curry struggled his first two finals, did not play well. LeBron James, his first two finals, not good at all. Absolute no show. Didn't again. LeBron win a didn't LeBron win a finals MVP in the second one? No. no. Finals? He lost his first two. He lost with the Cavs, which oh, they were yeah, a bad the team. Cavs, okay. But he played bad. The second one was the Mavs, and it was basically identical to Tatum's series that we just watched. So look, I, I'm not saying Tatum played well. I'm not defending his play. But I still think there's room for improvement. I don't think this is Tatum at his best. Tatum will get better yeah, no, and he, he hasn't peaked figure yet. it out and he will become the top five player. He's not there yet. People were were trying to go there too fast. But I think he can get there and we can build around him and Jalen Brown, fill out the roster, and we will get back eventually with Tatum leading us. The 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 thing with the way I look at it, the Celtics, I see like a lot of similarities with how like the Clippers, like their construction with their their top tier, they don't like obviously Kawhi and PG are both excellent and like Jalen Brown and Tatum are both great players, but they don't really have that alpha. Like they don't have that leader. And that's like the biggest problem. Tatum just isn't that like leader. Like he's just, he, he is a, he's a star player with like a role player's mindset. But is anyone at, at 24 years old? Like there's so few people that, this young are just going to go and win you a championship, like, and, and be the leader. What's and stopping us from Ricky well, Rubio being a leader? He's getting paid like, well, he's getting paid. Well, he's got like a $200 million contract. That's like, part of it, that's part of an investment where we're expecting him to get better. And, and we want him here for his entire career. That's why we're paying him. Yeah. And like, I, I just, I don't think you can say Tatum will never be able to figure it out. And, and this is all we're ever going to see from him. And maybe it is all we're ever going to see from him, but I don't think it's worth it to, to say like, oh, like he doesn't deserve the money. Tatum's overrated. We should, you know, blow it up. 
You know what ten I mean? Ti- ten times out of ten, I would rather give the money to the player than be uh, Sarver and not give the money to the player like we're seeing in Aiton. Like, could you imagine we don't pay Robert Williams and he leaves? Like, without question, I always want to pay our young players. So I don't you feel ha- anything about You have about to, him. yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel anything about his contract at all. Like, I, I don't think Tatum Tatum's going to be okay, I think. He's going he's gonna to go get a mental coach or something and figure out what was wrong with him, and I think he'll be fine. Like, I, I, I think there's ben a lot Simmons. of overreactions. Hey, Ben Simmons no, is a I, unique kidding, case. He's not even... I'm, very, I'm we, kidding about Ben Simmons. Do you I, even know I, if I, he's I, trying? Like, he, he no, is such a unique case. Like, I don't yeah. even think he likes uh, basketball. So that's Yeah, another, it's like speculation to time. say if he's even fucking, yeah, wants to play the game. One so, other thing. I have to bring up with Feig is during the, the start of the playoffs, Feig said, I don't have the, the text in front of me, but I know we had a, probably a 30 minute text conversation. We did. I, I know what we're talking about, whether we should split up Jalen and Tatum. And I just want to know what you, what you think about that. Should we do it? Um, I mean, like it could, it, it like, it just like depend. like, it really just depends on like the, the, the construct of like what that would look like. Um, like I think if you trade Jalen Brown, you get like some dynamic number one or a point guard, like something like that. Obviously, yeah, that's something to consider. Um, the only reason why I think moving Jalen Brown could be at least like somewhat interesting is because it kind of gives Marcus Smart an opportunity to play more of that, like that wild card role, like Joker role, that kind of like a Draymond plays with like a better like shooting, which I think like makes it really interesting just because Marcus Smart. Like, they just have a – like, they're not – they haven't been such, like, a bad fit, in my opinion, like, having him as a one. Like, I just think it's such an awkward fit. He's not, like, a ball handler. So, that's just, like, my own two cents with that. Um, But, I mean, they're both, like, really good players. It's just, like, you can't – you know, you can only start five, and it needs to work. That's why. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying now and what you were saying, arguing, you know, before we went on this run is a little different. I think Call right now – it's like, yeah, if there's some awesome blockbuster deal out there, sure, we'll take it, which I agree. I, I completely agree. If we can, you know, you always make the great trade when it pops up, but it's not like a we don't have to force a trade and, and split up our two best players. Do you agree with that? No, I, I agree now. I think that, like, coming back on it, I think, like, the Celtics are probably, like, a little closer. It's, like, hard to, it's hard to say, too, like, right now because, like, you look at, like, the rest of the East and, like, so right now, as it sits, the Celtics are probably the second best team in the East, like right behind the Bucks, I think. Yeah. Uh, like probably neck and neck. Um, but yeah, like it's just hard to say. Like you just don't know, like you know what's gonna what's gonna unfold. But yeah, I agree with you there. Um. So you've been mentioning different targets and uh, like trades and players that the Celtics need to acquire should look into acquire. Um, let's, let's talk those out. What, like, who's one player that you're thinking about or a number of players, like what, what players come to mind when you think of uh, players Celtics should go after? Uh, for me, I think, uh, I, I think one guy, uh, in particular that I, like I saw a couple and I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of this guy myself, but Mike Conley, just because, um, they can match salary, I believe with Horford and they, um, that gives them that element of that ball handler um, that they've kind of lacked for a little bit. And you could go with like a, a lineup of Conley, you know, Conley, Smart, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Rob Will, which is a very like modern day lineup, you know, how it's like set up smaller. 
yeah that could be intriguing i know the jazz are i don't really know where the jazz are like as their team sits like they're kind of in a weird lull yeah um you can also look at i i'm just throwing out names i'm not like trying to construct trade packages but obviously donovan mitchell like he's a great like he's a very good defender um great high motor guy and i think like playing in like a place like boston would only like elevate him yeah um i think i mean like i said before i don't think we have to force a trade but i do think it would be nice to see just you know smaller more more moderate moves this offseason i think a lot of teams are going to be willing to take on tyson horford um with their expiring deals and and just say we'll we'll take these guys for a year and then have free cap space. So I don't know exactly what players we need, but I think the Mike Conley pick is, is kind of a good fit. Cause I think it's, it's clear the Celts need a, a true point guard and a ball handler to kind of slow the pace down when we need to and, and facilitate to our two stars. And we don't, we don't have that right now with smart. So I don't know exactly who, but someone to fit that mold is who I would target. Okay. So we don't, ha- we, we have to make a move because we have our TPE expiring and, um, that means we that's seven almost seventeen million dollars that we need to move in um, about a month. I believe it expires like July. So we're gonna have to make a move, and that allows us because we have that much money to work with. That allows for us to make actually a move that is around what you're talking about, Jordan. Like for players those level, and um, or players that are that level. And we can make a really good amount of moves because of that. And um, we have a lot of pieces. I don't think we're going to trade Horford. I don't, unless we have a really good um, option to, because I personally wouldn't. He's so like important, just like in a Udonis Haslam way, like to the locker room, even just especially with, he's a key part of what we did defensively. And the turnaround we had was Horford playing really well. Sniper. He is a sniper, but like, in terms of we see players like Udonis Haslam get paid and stuff like that. Like, I think he has that sort of grip on, or Andre Iguodala would be another example players that are just like transition more to like a coaching thing. I could see if Horford doesn't get a lot of playing time, like he's at least a part of the team, but I think he will actually play and be beneficial to us. And I just don't think they trade him unless we get like over um, what we paid for. So unless we have more stuff coming in, that's good. But wait, was if I, could- I was just the only thing I was going to add on that was like, as you did say, like maybe they transitioned more into like a, like a, a senior role, like Iguodala yeah. Haslam. But the one thing to remember is that like Iguodala, I believe was like on like a minimum deal. Uh, like well, yeah. I think Haslam, like they're not going to go to that role next year though. That's going to, no, be, I like, know, but I'm just saying right. like the Celtics might be forced to like trade him. Oh yeah. No, they'll just- trade him if they have a better option, but I think like, don't, I'm, I don't think they're actively shopping Al Horford on the market uh, being like, we I, need I, to get his contract off the books right now. I also think two players that are very interesting are um, Norman Powell or Robert Covington. Uh, yeah. I know that I feel like the, the Clippers will probably move one of them just because now Kawhi is back. And like, as I, like, I said it earlier, you can never have enough wings. Um, and I think like, Powell or Covington would be like great fits when Tatum is off the floor because Tatum is like, has elevated himself as a very good defender and both of them are very long. They can shoot threes and play very good defense. I think both of them would be very interesting fits. I was actually reading about them today. It sounds like um, uh, Powell is like pretty much going to go. Um, And then I knew one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then Covington played like crap 
for them a little bit towards the end. And I think that they're looking, they might be looking to move him as well. Um, I'm much higher on Powell and Covington. I, th- I think Covington's um, just getting a little bit older and just isn't really the same athlete he was. And I would like if the Celtics got Powell for sure. I think that'd be a, like, he fits in perfectly with what we do. And I would really like that move. That would be a move that we could use that TPE in and maybe give like Grant Williams or like um, someone else, maybe Tice to back up Zubach there. But I don't know. Uh, what's up, Mike? I think that uh, Powell, honestly, like, Big upgrade over Grant Williams. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think when you looked at that finals, Grant Williams, he was bad, like really bad. He he couldn't give you anything offensively. Um, so I think Norman Powell would be like a really interesting fit. And I think the Celtics would probably need a little. There would be searching for a little bit more offense. Covington offers more on like the defensive side. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, the thing with Grant is he um he he guarded Giannis like better than and KD maybe any player that you can find like so he does have value and I think that's why um we we have so many options this offseason right like like Grant barely played in the finals didn't play well but he's still valuable to a lot of teams around the league because of his defense and the way he can sometimes shoot like he's a streaky shooter so um whether we keep him or not like we have options in in going off and and trading him for a guy like Norman Powell I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that it would be something to think about because Grant is a huge, huge asset whenever we play the Bucks. But yeah, I would, I would be um, fine with considering something like that. I also like um, Pat Con- like signing Pat Connaughton or Bruce Brown. Um, they're free agents. I don't know. I don't think you would sign Connaughton. I know he's a Boston native, but I think he's probably more inclined to stay with Milwaukee and he won a title there. But I think that j- just because he's from Boston and Maybe we have a shot at him, which would be awesome. I would love to have him on the team. He provides great shooting, solid defense, great athleticism, and he's really durable other than the wrist issues, but that was from a dirty play. So I mean, He's just a good player, dude. Dirty. Yeah, and then um, Bruce Brown, another Boston guy. I think this one's more likely because he's coming from the dumpster fire, the Nets. I can't imagine you want to stay there, especially with what's going on with Kyrie right now. Like I would assume Bruce Brown wants to take a more elevated role where he can actually play in some playoff games that mean something with the Celtics and he's from the Boston or the Massachusetts and Boston area as well. I would love to see him on our team. He's like kind of perfect fit as well. Just to either man the second unit or start provides good defense, good shoot. Oh, not great shooting, but like good offense. So I like him, but I don't know if the cat, if the uh, contracts work depending on what they're asking for. Yeah. Um, Either way, you know, whatever happens, like the Celtics have a ton of um, trade capital and, and assets and we'll see what happens this offseason. And and hopefully at some point during even during the season, we can make maybe a bigger move, whether it's this season or next season. But do you guys have any closing thoughts on the Celts? Yeah, I, want, I just want to label off or I just, I'm just going to name all the possible names that I've heard so far. Like we I've heard Ricky Rubio as well. Like, let's just do this as a speed round, and you guys tell me your reaction. So, Ricky Rubio, yes or no? Yes. 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 Okay. And then Kuzma, we I've heard. I mean, like yes. Lower. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then, oh, John Wall. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Um. Hmm. Let's see. There's other ones out there. Oh, uh, Kevin Herter. Yeah. No, (laughs) I would, it would, it would have to depend on what, on what the deal is. Yeah. Um, They're saying, 
There is um what I heard was um Grant and the TPE or Grant and a pick in the TPE, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if um Atlanta would do that because they're already very wing heavy. Where so. does Herder fit though? He's just a bench guy then. He's no, he would play like this too. Yeah. He can play, he's kind of a stretch enough to play too. He would probably have to come off the bench because we have too many. Yeah, like Jalen Brown, Smart, Tatum, like yeah, yeah. Um, Marcus Morris. Yeah, I, I, I'm a no. I, I don't want him. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know how much he costs. Good I hate it. Wait, when he Marcus Morris is like the that's the one for the Clippers, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's a very solid player. He's solid. He it, he doesn't like have him. a huge contract. I know that. But yeah, he'd be too expensive. I I mean, I'm just talking about just in. Are we talking about you in terms would, of fits? Like not not no. Wait, you could, no, fit? there's a trade. There's trades for him. It's like a it's like a big package. We have to give up like three or four. It's like a three. Oh or four yeah. For well, I, that's the thing. I don't know what the. I don't have the deal in front of me. I saw I, it was like a. I just think if you get him, there's a little bit more retooling with the entire roster with some of your bigger pieces. Okay, so the trade is um, Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, Malik Fitz, Nick Stauskas, and the first first round pick. That's not bad, dude. That's not yeah. bad at all, yeah. But I still don't like Marcus. But Sports it's, I, yeah, they still need to fill out the rest of their raw. Um. Okay, and then sorry, uh, Patty Mills on a we could sign him. Mm, no. It's whatever, like yeah. bench guy, like whatever. I mean, I feel like you guys are not. He had well. That's the thing. It's like it's hard. To, it's it's hard. It's just like it's just hard to. Some of it, you know what I mean, but like just like trying to. Think I would about say it. yes. Like, yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. Otto Porter Jr. Um, but I, I don't. I don't know if that one's very likely. But there's just he's a free agent that could be a potential um free agent. I would take Otto. I would take Otto Porter Jr. too. Um, and let's see, Dylan Brooks. I personally would take Dylan Brooks. He's really good. I but he would be expensive. Yeah, he's like the. We have a he's TPE like second boys. best player. He kind of plays that Marcus Smart role or like that Draymond role for the. He's kind of like that, like that team's enforcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how likely that one is. Oh, they said. Oh, Torian Prince is another one. I would like that one. I don't know. I'm Minnesota. Torian Prince. You oh, guys, you Minnesota. guys remember the story about uh, Torian Prince from college? What did he do? Does it, does it so, involve a gun? No, no, no. It does not involve a gun. So. Baylor, I believe, was a six seed, and they lost to eleven seed Yale. And after the game, they were asked. He was asked, "How does Baylor, a team that led the nation in rebounding, get out rebounded by Yale?" And he was like, "So, you go up for the ball. Oh yeah, I it comes that. off the rim. Grab with two hands, and that's one rebound. They had <laughs> more of those that. than us. <laughs> I do remember that." So yeah, I'm fucking for Torian Prince, dude. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I would like Tori. I would like Torian Prince on my team. He's a good. He's a good three and D wing. Like I like him. Yeah, that's a that's a. There's been more out there. I definitely missed a bunch, but that was just some of them that I've heard. I mean, you can use. You can never use enough wings. So. Yeah. Exactly. So all right. Good. Good talk. Um, I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic about the season now. I guess because there's some possibilities out there, and we are the Celtics are like probably will move this TPE within this week, and if they don't. It'll be um, later, but there's going to be movement around the league regardless because the draft is coming up in two days. So there's a lot going to a lot's going to change, and it's going to be funny to listen back on this and see how long we were. So yeah, <laughs> thanks for yeah. coming on, Pike.